Have you ever dreamed of what life would be like if you were financially free? Yeah, me too. Which is why despite having three children under the age of four and working full time, I decided to start an online business. However, I was not prepared for the chaos starting a business would wreak on my life. I lost sight of the things that were most important to me. The result? I was stressed, overwhelmed, and exhausted with nothing to show for it. I was ready to call it quits. When I realized something, when I keep the most important things in my life stable, that is when I thrive. Now I'm on a mission to inspire other amazing women to do the same. But the real question is, how do we do it? Join me on my journey as I build my financially freeing business using today's top marketing strategies while keeping stability in my home, family, and mind. My name is Johanna Buss, and this is the Stable Mama Podcast. Hello, ladies, and welcome back. It is another episode of the Stable Mama Podcast. Today, I am like really, really excited about the guest we have. Her name is Jen Bonin. She is a full-time CEO and mother, and she is the CEO of an AI app store and the first female artificial intelligence platform tech CEO. Whoa! The uh, AI app store is the only company of its kind successfully building AI-based solutions to create virtual research assistance across organizations with social impact as its foundation. I don't know about you, but like this has the geeky side of me, like completely geeking out. I cannot wait to learn more about her. She's going to talk to us about balancing motherhood as a full-time CEO, and I'm just really looking forward to it. So let's give a big warm welcome to Jen. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Talk about being a mama CEO. Um, we've got a special guest today that we didn't know we would have, and his name is Grayson. <laughs> and Grayson's turning five today. And we are balancing work and now having someone who is quarantined for two weeks because his supposed to his teacher um, ended up with coronavirus. So um, their class, has 10 days off. he has 10 days off. So that means he is with me for 10 days. So yeah. Grayson's learning what it means to be a CEO, right? And run his company. And he is adorable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I love it. I love that this is just, it's real life. And it's really great to actually see it while it's happening. I love it. Oh, yeah. And, and that's one thing I've always done just to keep me balanced. I have a 10-year-old and I have Grayson, who's now five as of today. And one thing I've always done, so um, Grace is 10, but before she was in school, I did, I, I worked in corporate America and uh, specifically traveled with her all over the world. So she could speak multiple languages very early on. And now I did the same thing with Grayson and so that they could experience and see um, what it's like to live different places, to be different places and really experience it firsthand instead of on TV and through other mechanisms to get an appreciation too for how much they have living in the U.S. where some countries, children don't have that. Like they've seen kids who don't have shoes, like that don't even own a pair of shoes because they can't afford it. And kids who don't have all the things that they have. And it's different when you see it firsthand versus when you're reading about it or watching it. So to stay grounded and stay balanced, I've kept them a part of you know those travels and bringing with support or help, whether that's um, my mom and dad who are very supportive of what I do and coming with, or it's a caretaker and nanny coming with, we've done that. We've done different things just to try and make work and my life 
more cohesive together and balance it to make it reasonable. Wow, I absolutely love that. Sometimes I feel like my kids grow up in this little bubble. We live in this small town and yeah. I would love to have those kind of experiences with them, but sometimes it seems like such a far-fetched idea or, you know, like I can't do that. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, no. And I thought that too. I mean, at first for me, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, the pressure of just performing and being on and, and working and being in corporate America, but really where it came from and how I got that epiphany. And I, I got it way too late in my career. I, I have my kids a lot later in my career. So I did your classic climb the corporate ladder for the first years of my career, um, 10 years of my career, and then really said, oh my gosh, you know, I'm missing out and I really want a family and children. And so I started that a lot later than a lot of other people. And what I started to learn once I had them was I wasn't asking enough for the things that I needed, you know, just as a mom to make it easier for me to be my best. And that would be my advice to a lot of women out there is, you know, I think we're afraid to ask, thinking someone will say no, or that it won't be okay, or that we'll be looked at as not as successful or not as able to handle everything. But when I started to learn to ask for some of the things I needed, and I'll give you an example. One of the things I asked for was not to start meetings before a certain time so that I could always have breakfast with my daughter and take her to school and we would spend that time together. And so that to me was important to have that time with her, even though I was a working mom, but it gave me flexibility, right? Then to be with her and not have to sacrifice that. So, and so I try and do that with him now too. So you'll hear him in the background here, but, but I think it's important that we ask and that you give yourself permission to ask and you find companies that really align to those values because the companies you want to work for that, and that's the culture we're creating in our company as well, is that flexibility of the whole person, not just the work person. So, you know, really honoring the whole person showing up at work and in the companies and not being just this robot that shows up and you don't have a personal life and you don't have things that happen and, you know, making it more real of that if we take into account who they are as a person and what they need and what fits their lifestyle and their families, they're going to be way more happy, productive, satisfied, stay longer and do better things with us. Wow. You hit on such a huge, huge concept right there. I, I know as a mom and a business owner and employee, of course, that's one of probably the the hardest things is to actually ask for help because you feel like you're admitting defeat. And yeah. actually by asking, you're like admitting that you're strong enough to ask. And I was very afraid of it. I was afraid of it for a long time. And then when I realized that everyone needs, you know, there, all of us have things we're struggling with, you know, whether we're men or women or no matter who it is, there's things that get tough at times for all of us. And being real and being honest made it so much better for me. And then you go, oh my gosh, why didn't I ask five years ago? Why did I struggle for those years and lose that time? You know, why didn't I just ask for help? And so that is always my advice now when people ask me, what advice would I give my younger self? It's always formulate what you need to be healthy and happy, both in your personal life and your career, and then find companies that align to that. And I think Part of what we will see out of this pandemic, and there was a couple articles that came out of it from different, very successful business people that own companies and 
very successful organizations. And what they were saying was, this will define the companies we all admire because of how they treat their employees during this time, right? Like this will be a good indicator of good companies that all of us as moms, as consumers wanna support because if they're doing the right things for their employees now, if they're taking the steps they need to to support those families, then we as consumers get to vote with our dollars that we wanna spend for the companies that are doing the right things right now at a time when it is harder to do the right thing and that you know companies may not be being as conscientious about you know what they need to do to take care of those employees. So I think it's it's a good time for us as consumers to watch how companies are reacting and what they're doing to create a safe space and accommodations for their workforce right now to show up really as good consumers and good companies in the market space. 100%, I completely agree. This pandemic is definitely changing so many different aspects of our life. But as you were talking, I was really starting to think about your business and how your business came about and how it's making changes right now. When did you start your business? My co-founders and I have known each other for about 10 years. We did a lot of work previously with some pretty big name corporations on solving challenges and problems for them and decided officially about a year ago that it was time for us to create a new type of tech company. And the reason being, you're seeing a lot of it in the news right now where consumers are getting frustrated about where and how their data is being used, how they're being marketed to without them opting in, where it's like this, you're opting in by just not saying no and you have to actively opt out of a lot of these programs that are happening right now. So we wanted a tech company that had much more around diversity of thought in the solutions we built that fit more of the market space. We want a company that aligned to core values of giving back first into our communities, to the global community, to the world of what we were building and then protected consumers and their data first and foremost. So we took all the principles of stuff that we had seen that we said, gosh, if we were to do this differently, we, this is how we would build a culture and a company. We started a company last July, so a little over a year ago, had a exit of that company in March, right as the pandemic was happening and pivoted with the AI app store and started that up and now have seen huge amounts of success with the market space for that, building these digital workspaces for companies and organizations to create collaboration between physical and virtual and bring those two worlds together so that we can continue to offer this type of flexibility later on. Because I think there's going to be a lot of people right now that reevaluate what's important in life, right? Like what's important? You know, if now I don't have to commute an hour to work every morning and every night, and I can have those two hours back to be with my family or doing different things. If I don't have to get on an airplane and travel all the time and can go when it's really needed, but not all the time, can I do that? And so that's what we sought to leverage tech to augment humans and make their lives easier and better and really um, showcase what we as humans do well and showcase what tech and AI can do well in a positive way. Because tech can be used for not positive uses and we've seen that where we let the tech do the work and the data and the algorithms do the work. And we really think that while that can do a lot of heavy lifting, humans have to be the ones to make those decisions and determinations still in the world. And that's what we want humans to be able to do is have more time, frankly, just to be able to think critically, problem solve, and utilize the new insights and data that tech can provide them to 
find creative solutions to problems. I love that. And I think that's, it's going to change the world. I do want to dive into the fact that you just started your business within the year. You have two children, a pandemic hit. How are you balancing life as a CEO and a mom? A couple of things I do that I think have really helped me a lot in the balance of just take it a day at a time and, and be conscious of what you're capable of each day. And I even do this with the children. Like some days are better than others for all of us. But I always say at the end of the day, what we all have to say is I did the best I could and let it go. So literally just saying today I did the best I could, let it go and start tomorrow fresh. Some days will be great. Some days will be rough, but don't hold it against yourself for days and days on end. Just let it go. The other one is don't start your day with your electronics. Some of us wake up immediately to looking at our phone, checking our text messages, checking our emails, checking all of this stuff. As a mom, I have a rule that I spend the first 20 minutes of my day just being silent and having quiet. And as a mom, we know that's not always often that you even get silence or quiet, but just spending that 20 minutes to yourself of really just thinking about if I could do one thing today, if I get one thing done and check it off and then say that was a good day, what would that be? You know, so pick the one thing instead of the list of 30 things and then you beat yourself up because you only did five, you know, pick the one thing and then feel good when you get that done. And then everything else you do above the one, it's like a bonus, right? So then you're getting bonus points for all those other things you did and just changing and shifting up that mindset of if I do this one thing, this is a good day. If I do two things, it's an awesome day. If I do more than that, like I'm just a rock star, <laughs> you know? So creating that mindset and shifting that mindset, especially right now, I think of just being realistic, not being too hard on yourself. And I think the last one I would give you is create a personal board of directors. Companies have them. I created mine a long time ago. It's made up of, and if you Google it, a personal board of directors, there's a way to do it. There's a whole system you can use, but it can be as simple as, I have someone who's known me since I was very, very young uh, that grew up with me that I ask for advice on certain things. I have a Fortune 50 CEO that's in my board of directors that I get advice on just directionally where I'm pointed. I have an attorney who's in my group because I always like them to say, am I doing the right thing or do I have to do something different? But I have this personal board that's made up of people with very different skills and very different talents. And I leverage them to give me advice so that I know directionally if I'm feeling like I'm pointed in the right direction or if I need to make a slight shift, I have this group of people that I can call on to ask for their advice and help. And just like with a company, you have this consistent group of people. So they're seeing you through these different challenges and they can help you just give advice and support when you need it. And again, I think, you know, creating that for ourselves is really important. And you'll find that most people, if you ask them to be a part of that, they're more often than not honored and excited to do it. It's just, again, we don't ask, you know, we just don't ask. That's actually a brilliant idea. I know when you first said it, I was like, oh, I can't afford that. That's for people who have really expensive companies and are making buka no. bucks, but you don't necessarily need that. You just need people that you can go to on a consistent basis. Yeah. And that's literally it. Literally, if you Google personal board of directors, there's a way to set it up Every human being should have one. And, and there's been articles in the Huffington Post and other places saying now more than ever is the best time to do it 
because people are not doing all the social things they used to do, right? They don't have as many commitments. There's less going on. They have more free space. So now is a great time to take some time for yourself and really craft that board of directors for you to help you now into the next year, two years, five years, 10 years. But I mean, that's something we can all do and it doesn't cost anything. And there's TED Talks on it. There's all this stuff. But again, a lot of us as women just don't think we can ask or that we can afford one or that we should get one, but we all should have one. Brilliant. I loved that. I'm going to get me one. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I would. And it's so, it's so much easier than you think. And if anyone needs help on it, I'm always happy to help and be a resource on that too. But I'm very big on create that board of directors because, you know, we all as, as business owners, as moms running into things where we just need a little advice or support. And sometimes, you know, we don't want that to come from um, our employees. We don't want it to come from our significant humans in our life because they take on a lot as it is. These neutral folks who sit outside of that can really help give some great, I've found great advice, especially when things happen you weren't expecting or you need kind of that, oh, now what do I do? And they're able to step in and give you some of that really, you know, great nuggets of advice I've found in my group that I have. I'm loving this so much. I feel like I need to like, okay, when this is done, that's the first thing I'm going to do. <laughs> Go get your board of directors. Awesome. Very cool. So many great nuggets in this episode already. I guess if you had like that one thing, I know you talked about your personal board of directors, but like, what is that one thing that you really find helps you maintain that balance? For me, I think it's all about knowing what, when you're under stress, right? So we all have different things that trigger when we're under stress or we're feeling more stressed than normal, right? Some people will say my skin changes or they'll notice other things that they go, oh my gosh, I'm under stress, right? We all have these stress triggers. And the thing for all of us is to understand when we're under stress at a point where we need help and then to know what gets us back out of that. Each of us is going to be something different But it's two things. It's know when you're under stress and then know the things that help you get back out of that. So some people are planners, for example, and when they get extremely stressed is lack of predictability, right? Their day is constantly changing. Their schedule's never what it's supposed to be. They're feeling behind for everything. Things are getting canceled or shifted or moved. And all of a sudden you're feeling that stress level build up because you're feeling so out of control of your day. And you're feeling like nothing is happening as you expected. So what really helps is find a day where you block that day and you do things you control, right? You literally just go, here's something I can take control of for this day. And this is all I'm going to focus on right now to pull you back out of that stress trigger and get you back to a place of being able to think clearly. Because when we're under stress, we make decisions and do things that aren't what we would normally do when we're not under that level of stress, right? So for some people, we talked about this earlier, but having been a mom and having young children, if you're not getting enough sleep, for some of us, sleep is such an important thing, right? So one of the things to do, I used to do this before. I had three people in my core group of folks that I could call and say, please, can you come watch my kiddos? I need like a four hour nap, right? Like I just need four hours to just take a nap and reset my body so I feel human again, (laughs) you know? Any of us who have been sleep deprived know what it's like to feel like you're just walking around but you don't know what's going on and it's just a blur. 
And so that may be what works for you. But I would say just don't be afraid. It all kind of goes back to that theme of, I think sometimes we're afraid to admit that we need help or then to ask for the help. And right now, especially, I think what's taught us is the whole world is in this situation together. This is not one city, one state, one country, one group of people. We're all experiencing a lot of change and stress. And it feels like for the first time, you know, the whole world has some empathy for everyone and what we all go through at a level we haven't really experienced before. Because if it wasn't happening to us, we were like, well, it's not kind of our deal. It's happening over here. So I feel, but I don't feel the way that I feel when it's actually me in it. And so I would say just ask for support and help and then find that network, whether it's getting four hours of sleep, whether it's sitting down and dedicating a day just to your to-do list or to get some things done you've been meaning to do. Don't underestimate self-care, whether that's just a walk outside for 20 minutes by yourself or if it's 20 minutes of silence a day, whatever it is you need. Like they always say, we as moms have to put our oxygen mask on first or we can't help anyone else. So if we fail to do that for ourselves, there's no way to help the other humans in our life. So don't underestimate what it means to get that self-care that you need. If it's exercise, if it's just getting outside, you know, getting a walk, doing whatever it is that feeds you and just recharges the battery because our batteries get low. If your battery gets low, you got to recharge. So true. And I know we talked about this earlier, but I'm definitely feeling the recharge needed. Yes. No, yeah, so you everything you're saying it, is you know, like hitting home. <laughs> well, and, and good, because and that's the one thing too I learned about my schedule. So here's something, and this was so funny. I got a lot of pushback on it at first. So there is such a thing as this fatigue of digital fatigue we're all feeling because we're online way more than we used to be. And so what we need to do, I think, is 45-minute meetings, right? Don't do hour. And use that last 15 minutes to reset yourself, right? You need... You need what I call the buffer time or the passing time. Everyone remembers when you were in school, um, there was time between courses where you got time to move between classes, right? And it was like that reset. You walk to the next building, you walk to the next class. What happens when we're all digital is we don't have to go anywhere. So we just sit in front of the screen blindly for six, eight, 10 hours a day. But if you demand that you do 45 minute chunks and you take that 15 minutes, even if it's literally to go get a glass of water or to walk outside and take 10 deep breaths, whatever you need, you get 15 minutes and it starts to build up so that battery doesn't get as depleted, right? And then realize creating a system of what has to happen today and what doesn't. Like we create a lot more of must happens than we need to in our life and just say, you know what? It'll be okay if that doesn't happen until next week. We're just going to push that. We're going to park it over here and we're going to get to it when we can. And then I'll be ready for it. My batteries will be recharged and I'll be able to tackle that. But just, I would say, balance that too of not only creating space in your day, like conscious space in your day, create conscious spaces. Like I never thought I could do it. I didn't think I deserved it. Like I would tell my executive assistants or my chief of staff, you know, just walk me out the whole day. And I've learned I can't do that. So I create blocks in my day that I don't let anyone put anything on just so that if it does happen that I have to go from morning till night, I have those mental breaks. I have that time to get up and move around, to, to recharge. So, you know, it's, it's not being selfish. It's what you need to create those spaces in your day. 
So consciously create space in your day. And again, any good employer person you're working with will get that that's what you need to show up at your best possible self. This interview has been amazing. Honestly, you brought so much to the table here. I absolutely love it. This is one of those episodes that I'm going to listen to repeatedly, I'm pretty sure. How can we find out more about you? So I have a website. It's jenbonin.com. I did that consciously too. That's one thing I would recommend to all the ladies out there. Grayson is very worried about his birthday presents right now. So <laughs> he's trying to negotiate for a birthday present after, my, after we're done with the podcast. And I will show this to him when he's old and remind him. I'll probably play it at his wedding when he showed up on the podcast. So, <laughs> But um, jenbonin.com, I would recommend everyone get a personal brand. And the reason I think personal brands are so important is our companies can change. I told you about it. We exited a company where our brand went with that company temporarily. And you feel a loss, right? Because a lot of us as women our companies are part of our identity. It's part of who we are. But what's beautiful when you create a personal brand that has those things that you want to house for your legacy or for your life or beyond with your children, with other people, you never lose those. You always have them. Whether your job title changes, whether your company changes, whether you sell a company, that brand of who you are and that identity stays with you and you can persist and keep it for as long as you want and reinvent it as many times as you want. But I would tell everyone, get a personal brand. I learned that again later than I would have liked in my life. But my jembonine.com is my site where you keep up on the things I'm doing personally there. AIAppStore.com is our company site. I love connecting on LinkedIn. So it's Jennifer Bonine on LinkedIn. You will not miss me. My background is a bunch, it's pink, and then it has a bunch of white lions on it. So that is my background behind my, my photo on LinkedIn. So if you see the lions, that's mine there. So I'd love to connect there as well. Jen, I had an absolutely fabulous time talking to you. You are fascinating. I love that your son got to join us and we could just be real with how life is in this pandemic and managing life as a CEO. And yes, thank you for being so patient with him in, in this, you know? It's so real for so many mamas out there. And it's like, we just we got to show up as we are, right? Like it's, it's part of who we are. So thank you for letting him show up as he is. <laughs> no, I love On it. his 10 days of very exciting quarantine. I, he's probably the only person on the planet that's like, yes, I have 10 more days of no school. He's super excited. I should say he did get a negative result. So he's healthy, safe, good. We did a, his test. He's all good. But now he has 10 fabulous days that he's going to, live his best life as he says it that's his slogan we live by is live your best life and have your best day ever so those are what we live by he definitely looks like he is <laughs> well thank you again it was a wonderful interview and um i hope you have a wonderful day so thank you so much yeah thanks everyone i look forward to connecting with all of you on linkedin and everywhere Thank you for listening. If you liked today's episode, could you please take a minute to rate and review my show? It would mean the world to me. Also, let me know if you have any questions or if there's something in particular that you're struggling with so that we can cover it in future episodes. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. Remember, progress is being just 1% better today than you were yesterday. You got this, mama. See you on the next episode.